Hello. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Mind Body, Body Stuff. I thought you were going to make me do that alone. <laughs> uh, well, at first I'm like, oh, is it irritating when we do it together every time? <clears throat> Who cares? But I kind we kind of like it. Well, it only lasts about three seconds, <laughs> so if it's irritating, it's over very quickly. Um, how are you guys this week? How are you? Thanks for all the feedback from the last podcast. We got quite a bit about self-love. I thought that podcast was not very good, to be honest. When I I listened back, I thought, what did we even... We we came to no resolution. There were were no pearls of wisdom, I felt like. But it sounded like you guys kind of liked that. And Mm -hmm. I think that just shows... The complexity and the difficulty that self-love is. And it was fascinating because, you know, um, maybe it was Ruth who commented and said, mentioned it, it like I'm like a um, fair weather self-lover. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. You know, was, like yeah. it's when, when, the, when it's fair weather, then it's easy to love myself. And I realized through listening to the podcast, through recording it, listening to it back, and then some of your comments have really helped me realize, like, okay. That's really where my work needs to needs to continue to happen is when these times of trouble times happen. Of trouble. I know we did this last time. <laughs> Deja vu here. I'm like, oh, um, I know this song. But there was a really interesting comment from a woman who had um, previously been in um, in in traumatic experiences and kind of lived in that space for a while. And when her times are good, when she's in fair weather, it's actually harder to self-love because she's kind of waiting for the other shoe to fall or wondering, like, how how did I, what did I do to deserve this? Do I deserve this? And so it's almost easier for her to experience that self-love when things may not be so, so great. And I thought, oh my gosh, just such a fascinating, like, what are our triggers? How, what are, what's our belief system? What mm-hmm. are all of these? There's so many influences in our lives, in our, in our in our experiences, that that make the self love thing so challenging, and how different it is for everybody. Exactly, I just love that, and that's what I love kind of about the podcast is that you know we talk about ourselves and our differences and our similarities, and then we hear from all you guys, all you people, um, about you know what 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 it triggered for you, what it means for you, and it's very impactful in terms of you know just understanding all of us and getting insight into how we live in this world and how we view ourselves. Absolutely. And it just helps us learn more about humanity. I oh, mean, yeah. we only we only live our own personal lives and to hear other people's stories, I just think we we can just grow so much understanding and having compassion for the way other people live and think and feel and and move through their lives. <clears throat> so thank you for sharing with us, you guys. Yeah, we really appreciate it. Really, really do. Um, so this week's episode, the theme is control. Control. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. Dun, 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 dun. So we want to... <clears throat> We want to think about and we want to explore this idea of control and why why we have this desire for control and, and how is it not only a defense mechanism, but also it's a wall that we can build up between ourselves and others or or intimacy or whatever it may be. Um so we're going to we're going to dive into this topic. We're going to segue into this which really got me thinking about control and where my desires are and my um my um need, where my need for control is coming from. So mm-hmm. um my my big announcement is dun, 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 dun. my big announcement is that I found out that I'm pregnant. What? <laughs> <laughs> we're having a baby. Oh my god, maybe. You know me, pregnancy doesn't always equal a baby. However, if things continue as they're continuing, yeah, there's going to be another baby. And it's totally shocking. It's totally shocking and we'll get into kind of the mind-body-ness of this all for me and what that means. But my first reaction was, oh my gosh, I... I'm not, I don't want the chaos that a third child is going to bring. I just 
got everyone sleeping through the night in their own beds. Like I feel this amazing sense of freedom and I like it. Mm -hmm. And I have more control over my life. My life isn't being controlled by somebody else's needs. And when I found out that I was pregnant, the honestly, the hardest, the hardest thing for me to wrap my head around is I, 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 how do I celebrate the chaos of life rather than, than, than stress about losing control? Mm. Mm-hmm. How will I be able to do that? And and I, I'm 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 grappling with this. So I mean, yes, I'm I'm excited for this baby, but to be honest, there is to be very honest, there is a part of me that I don't know if I'm gonna lose my, I you know, <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna, if I'm gonna lose, I don't know, I'm, I feel like I'm gonna lose something. Um, so yeah, that, lose so, yourself, maybe find yourself. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> and and so. Anyways, that was kind of the big experience that that's that that was kind of my spawn to start thinking about what what is this need for control about and what is my fear around letting go of control. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, um, do you want to where 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 should we start this conversation? We've got lots and lots of ideas. I've literally been thinking about this this concept of control. For weeks now. Well, um, it's such a great because um, I know all uh, there were all different varieties of control, obviously out there. Some of you listening, some of you like to have a lot of control, and some people don't like to have much control. I feel like we like control in different ways. So maybe somebody, uh, maybe there's people who are very, very controlled about their bodies, mm. mm-hmm. and a big part of people who have an eating disorder, it's because they they're they, they're trying to get control, right? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. They want control over something. They want control over something. So one thing you can control... Is what you put. Is what you put in your body. In your body. Very clear. You are in control of that. Absolutely. And so I feel like there are so many ways that we can manifest this this desire, desire. for control. Yeah. Yeah. For me, it's not about what I put in my body. For me, it's honestly more about my home. Mm-hmm. And the aesthetic of it. The aesthetic of, of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and I don't know, maybe my schedule. I don't, I, I'm not sure. Schedule probably. And I'll, t- I'll talk about my body in a second here mm-hmm. too. But um, yeah, just why people need control, how they want to control their, their life and what their lives and what, what is the, what, what is the, the need behind that? Mm-hmm. And is it healthy? Is it healthy? Is it not healthy? What does it mean for you to have control in your life? You know, mm-hmm. control for me is morphed because over time and probably does for everybody in terms of the things that you can and do control or want to control. Mm-hmm. Cause when I was younger, I was an anorexic. I was very good at it, by the way. I could starve myself for days and, um, but I think because I didn't have any other control in my life, cause my parents were kind of in control, or at least I felt that way. Mm. Um, uh, and maybe I felt powerless in my own psyche, mm. um, that it became that I controlled what I ate and I was very, very good at that. And, but of course, as time morphed on that loss interest, I actually developed a blood sugar disorder mm-hmm. because of it, which was a gift. Right. M- makes me have to eat. Um, but then it, and then it morphed into, as I got older, then you get your home and you get your place and it became controlling my environment. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And even, I think I have a lot of control issues, like, you know, with friends or, you know, sometimes I'm like, people can't talk that way or I don't know. I get, I feel like I get, you know, I want to control a lot of things and I'm not aware of it. Does that happen anywhere else where you suddenly feel like, you know, something's off. And I feel like, oh, no, it's because I'm not controlling the conversation, right, yeah. maybe. Or, oh, you know, funny. <laughs> or something like that. Like, I might get a little feeling in the pit of my stomach. And then I realize, hey, calm down. Uh-huh. You're not in control of everything. Right. And right. that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. If, so another thing that is... So I don't necessarily need control over like what I put in my body. That is definitely not a way that I exert control in my life. But I just, I want, I want control of my own body back. So I did the Mm. math. And so I I got pregnant with Piper two Julys ago. So 
So in, in 2016, in July, I got pregnant in um, February of 2018. February 5th, 2018 was the last day that I breastfed her. And I know that because on February 6th, we flew to the Twin Cities at like 4 a.m. So I know that February 5th was the last day that I breastfed Piper. So from July 2016 to February 2018, something needed my body mm-hmm. to live. Good point. Yeah. Now, yes, Piper was eating solids as well, but but she needed my body to get nutrients and nourishment. Now, when I found out I was pregnant and we did the ultrasound and, and got the calculations, I got pregnant on March 5th. Okay, that's literally one month after I stopped breastfeeding. So one month, nobody needed my body. No, it was my body again, but only one month. And now, once again, my body is supporting and creating life for somebody else that it's going to take nine months just to, just to you know, get the baby on the outside. And then I usually breastfeed my babies if everything goes well, 10, 11, 12 months. And so I know that it's going to be like, two more years basically before my body is my own again. And there's a big part of that that's like also freaking me out a little bit. And not to mention the work that I do with Ula, my body is needed Mm -hmm. by a lot of people. Mm -hmm. That's the way that I get the choreography out. That's the way that I share. That's the, that's the, that's the, um, the way you train. If I were an artist, like that's my medium. Yeah. It's like your hands. If you're a painter, you know what I mean? It's like, we need our hands to paint. So I just constantly feel sometimes like, oh my gosh, I just, like my, my, my body, like, I, I don't know. I just. Losing control or you. Not losing control, but it's like, man, I just, I just, I I was really excited to just have my body back to being mine. Right. For a little while. I got one month. Yeah. Nobody needed my body to like sustain their life. That's right. You know? Right. And so I think there's a bit about that too that I'm like, oh my God gosh yeah it's a it's a big you know as you know sorry to talk about kids again to all you guys who don't have kids but of course we're i think it's a concept that's yeah and i think that concept of that you're you know sudden you haven't had your own body even though you do but someone is dependent on it something is dependent on it you know what and if we want to get like super into women's empowerment like Mm -hmm. how many women out there do feel like their body doesn't just belong to them how many of you feel obligated that to to lend your body to your partner or or whoever needs it like I don't think you even have to have kids to be a woman who understands that there's a feeling that your body's not your own. This mm-hmm. is not just about being a mom. This is, I think, a a, a woman issue, mm-hmm. a women's issue. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, and the things we do to our bodies too. Yeah, that aren't. Yeah, exactly. Because it's almost like well, it's it's sort of society's body. Uh-huh. Again, this is that topic we talked about before, but in terms of, you know, your body um, and society tells us, like, your body has to look a certain way. Totally. So then I'm like, oh, yeah, it has to because society needs my body to be this way mm-hmm. for whatever reason. Yeah. So it's like, yeah. okay. Um, again, no, we, you know, almost subconsciously not having control. Right. Right? Yeah. In a weird way. Yeah. So there's all those myriad ways of not having control. Mm-hmm. And and one thing that um, B and I have been have been kind of just talking about briefly. We just wanted to touch on some points before we we recorded this. But <clears throat> having control, needing des- needing control, desiring control, it's not always bad. So mm-hmm. it's not always bad. It's not always it's not always an unhealthy thing. Um. So, for example, I was, once I found out I was pregnant, I was thinking, and and the idea of losing control and trying to figure out how to keep my peace and sanity in in what I anticipate to feel like a lot of chaos with three children ages four and under, that seems very chaotic and very stressful to me. And so I was thinking, okay, where, why, why am I attached to this idea of control? Why do I feel literally anxious and angry inside when my house is not picked up? Why is that my reaction to it? Is that healthy? Is that not healthy? Where's my desire to have everything in its place where I want it? That's a control issue, and I'm trying to figure out why and where it's coming from. So anyways, you guys know that I always use ULA as an experiment 
for how I want to live on the outside or how I want to figure out my role outside of an ULA class. Mm-hmm. And so <clears throat> the ULA zone. The ULA zone. But but ULA is a safe space where I feel like I get to play with these concepts and, and I get to embody different things that I'm trying to really live and be in the rest of my life. So one thing that I tried in an ULA one class the other day is I said <clears throat> Oh this is good. I said all right, so today let's just let's just play with the idea of just letting go of a little bit of the control that you feel inside of your body. So, you know, if we're like doing a, a pendulum swing where we lift up and then the leg goes up and the head goes down, like what if you let go of a little bit of your control? What's the worst that's going to happen? Your hands touch down on the mat, but are you going to feel that moment of freedom when you actually just let go a little bit? And so my question to myself was, Kaylee, are you missing out on freedom because you're so worried about having control? Because to me, I feel like on the other side of control is chaos, mm-hmm. not freedom. And so I, I, I wanted to explore this idea of can loss of control feel like freedom rather than chaos? chaos? And so I, I just, you know, and I integrated it. And there were many times throughout the class that I was talking about, okay, is there anywhere that you can let go of control? Is there anywhere that you can invite more freedom? And so after class, my good friend, she said to me, she said, you know what? Every single time you said that, I just tightened my body more and I like held on to more control in my body. And she said, because everything else in my world right now feels so completely out of control that my body is the only thing that right now I feel like I do have control over. Mm. And I thought, what a good point Mm -hmm. and so in that in that instance she was she was maintaining this sense of control because it helped keep her probably feeling grounded and Mm -hmm. probably feeling safe in an otherwise situation where where she wasn't where where the other parts of her life were not feeling free Mm -hmm. where her world feels so chaotic yeah it just felt chaotic and so she's like no i need to feel controlled in my body i need to feel like this is my safe space and i thought that's so interesting And, and so i think it's really important when we look at our need for control we do look at the reason we need that control Mm -hmm. and when she said that to me i was like oh yes that's like that's so interesting and it's such a good point and it just kind of switched the way that I was viewing this this need for control. Yeah, and this is and again this is so helpful when we get feedback like this and any of us when we're communicating like this and someone shares that because of course we come at everything from our own perspectives. That's totally fine. That's where we're the experts on us. But how great when we have this opportunity when this woman shares with you and you realize Oh, but for this person, Mm -hmm. it's like this. Mm -hmm. And it opens the door to this sort of myriad of ways that we can view our lives and how this person views control for herself right now and the importance of having control over her body right right now. Yeah. Which maybe for someone like me, it's not a big deal. My life isn't in chaos right now. Yeah. But... But it's so like, to me, it's like so enlightening. Like, of course, that would be problematic for her to let go of the one thing that she wants, that she needs to have control over. Mm -hmm. And again, it brings up that, that beautiful or that sort of important topic of what do you, what do you need to have control over or if anything? And maybe you do, maybe something in your life is something's happening and you need to have control over something. It makes you feel better. Um, or are there areas of your life where you're like, I don't, you know, maybe this is an area I don't need control in. Maybe I'm mm-hmm. putting too much energy trying mm-hmm. to control. Yeah. Like you were talking about in terms of your own, your home sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And your space. Why is my reaction like I feel like almost angry inside or not? Sometimes it's angry inside, but it's also just this feeling of like, I cannot relax until all of these toys are off of the floor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, when I walk in my house, like you guys, this is neurotic. So mm-hmm. it's super neurotic. When I walk into my house and this drives my husband crazy and he feels like he's really judged also. So mm-hmm. see, this is a, this Good is point. a sign to me that this isn't healthy. Mm-hmm. When I walk into my house after being gone for the day or however long I've been gone, he usually works from home. And so I come into the house 
And I literally like scan the house to see what kind of what's shape been done. In, it's in. <laughs> and then it kind of sets my mood for the interaction that I have with my husband, mm-hmm. which is really not good. That's mm-hmm. not good. Right. But it's like if I walk into my house and it is like, so he's been in Africa, he's been gone for like two and a half weeks. And of course, I miss him so much, but I cannot tell you how wonderful it is to leave my house exactly as I found it, which is spotless. <laughs> Every morning, all of the dishes are done. Everything is put away. So when I walk into my house in the afternoon, I don't feel like, oh my gosh, I'm behind. I'm behind. The first thing I have to do when I walk into my house now is clean. And so when my husband is home and I walk into the house and it's messy, then my attitude gets poopy and then he gets mad at me because I'm grumpy about the house. And who's going to benefit from that? That is unhealthy and it's not... Good. And so we're trying to figure out our balance between... Actually, we've gone to marriage counseling. We went twice, and this is what we talked about. Mm-hmm. Well, and this, <laughs> this, is, this was the issue This for is us. a big topic in marriage counseling. Messiness. This messiness. Um, I mean, usually it's finances. Finances is one. But messiness is, an, is another big one in terms of who, some people are neater than other people. Right. And there's this balancing act between <laughs> the two. <clears throat> for whatever reason. And I, I have that same issue with my husband. Although over, you know, I've been married a long time, as right. we talked about. And so, you know, the first 10 years, it was just like, I, I was like literally ready to just leave. Like, I cannot be married to you. Like, you are just a slob. Right. Like, I can't do it. You're a very nice person, but <laughs> I cannot do the slob part. But now, you know, 27 years later... I've relaxed a little bit, but it raises its head every once in a while, especially after I come home from a trip or something. And I'm just like, and for me, there's this immediate reaction of like, you don't respect me. Mm. I don't know where that comes from. That's something to work on. But it's like, if you loved me, Mm -hmm. you would know that this is important to me. Yeah. That the forks need to be organized (laughs) in the fork drawer. We are so neurotic. (laughs) So the first day back, I got back from Hawaii on Monday, and um, I had to come in here for a meeting. I forget, like nine or nine thirty. So the first, I woke up early and I cleaned the whole house for two hours, even (laughs) though the cleaning people were coming that day. But it made me. I made all the beds. I just, I couldn't believe he hadn't done uh, my son's laundry. Oh yeah. So my poor kid has no clothes to wear. So his laundry just stacked super high. So the, I'm like, does anyone care that he has no clothes? Right. But do they care? Nobody cared. Nobody cared. So nobody then it's like, cared. Then it's like, well, do we need to let go of a little bit of that control? Because they don't care about it. Yeah, they don't care. And they but are, also, do we just need to teach them not to be slovenly? <laughs> yes. Hello. Which is, listen to this, guys. You're going to love this. So I never did anything in my home growing up. Like, I never had to clean. I never had to do anything. Remember, she was a princess. Well, in a, in a pretend sort of way. And But my husband, his mom, they lived in like the in middle rural of Michigan. His mom made him clean the toilets. He had to do the laundry. It, he had to do everything. He does it, it did not stick with him. Mm, it's like his brain is, it just was like Teflon. I don't know if you guys know people like that. but And I am the one, because I grew up in a house that was always tidy, even though I didn't do anything, it was always tidy, that I expect it should be tidy. Right. That's the bottom line. Right. That's how I grew up. I didn't do the work, but it was tidy. Right. But it's almost like I worry, like, because our house is slovenly, even if I make them do something... The kids are just like, whatever, it's just a slovenly house. Right. But anyway, you get to go back to control, like Kaylee was saying, is it really important for me to feel slightly suicidal and feeling like I want to get a divorce <laughs> because the fork drawer wasn't organized? <laughs> let's let's just think on that for a little bit. Yeah, probably not healthy. <laughs> Does it make you feel safe and grounded because every other aspect of your life does not feel like like it's in control? Then yeah, that's probably a healthier reason to want control over something. Right. You know, and I think I think this um yeah, just understanding the root and is my control, is my need for control making my life better or making my life harder? Mm. Or is it improving my is relationships? It enhancing? my relationships yeah or is it hurting my relationships Mm -hmm. 
Now, of course, may, maybe you're not matched with the right partner. Or, you know, there's there's lots of things that in an unhealthy relationship, you know, these control issues can, can be there in whatever. So let's just say in a healthy relationship. Yes. Okay. I think yes. that's an important piece Good. to say. In a healthy relationship, is my need for control hurting or helping? And I also think... <clears throat> Sometimes our need for control, it's like it helps us put a wall up around ourselves mm. so that we can't, so we think that we won't experience pain. Mm. So thinking about like, um, I don't know, just thinking about someone who maybe has a fear of intimacy, Mm-hmm. then they're going to want complete control over their life. They're not going to let anybody else in because it's going to mess up their system or mess up the way that, that they do things. And so they are going to have to lose a bit of control about how they live their life. And essentially, it doesn't make space for anybody else because you have to control every single piece of your life. And the thing is, when you're in relationship with another human being, you can't have complete control it's over messy. your life. It's messy. It's messy. <laughs> it's super messy. It's messy, but is the mess part of life? I mean, life is messy. So is this mess just like a part of life? That's such a good point, Kaylee. So I'm just thinking about like, you know, if I really want to control, I shouldn't have married someone or I shouldn't have had this person as my yeah, partner. Exactly. Because it's very, this whole thing of having to work out these issues with another human is, the, is a pain in the butt mm-hmm. sometimes. I'm like, I don't want to work it out anymore. Mm-hmm. But... You know what? I like having this human in my life. Yeah, he's a good guy. He's a good guy. And he adds to my life. And also, let's get back to the topic of children and control. Mm-hmm. It They are a pain in the butt sometimes. I love you kids. But they it's upsetting that when they're babies, they take up all your time. They kind of own your bodies. Then they get to be older. And then you have all this worry about, oh, my gosh, what are they going to do? Like, you know, am I sure. doing a good job? Yeah. Where are well, they going to go in their they're lives? They Can safe? I control all of the controls oh to keep god. them safe? Yes, it's like I constantly like wake up sometimes like, oh my god, you know, Sam's driving home soon. Is he okay? Like, are right. they going to drive okay? And where they're going to some concert? Where's that at? Yeah, you know. Yeah. So it's like, but it's almost like we invited chaos into our lives mm-hmm. by having these people in our lives. Yeah. Whether they're kids or relationships or, you know, whoever you're in relationship with, I think it's messy. It's messy. You're going to have, so I kind of understand, like, you probably know a few people that are like, you know, maybe they go to work and then they go home. Mm-hmm. And they have, nobody really comes into their home. Yes. It's exactly. The, because they'll get it dirty. <laughs> they'll get it dirty. The, yeah. Maybe, maybe you won't leave on time. You know, yeah, whatever yeah. it is. I go to bed at this time. Yes. You can't stay here, Pat, you know? Right. Yeah. And yeah. so I, I, we know some of those people. And part of me is like, oh, well, good for you. Jeez. You know? Yeah, right? You're you a lot of You get everything you yeah. want. <laughs> and you're lonely, but who cares? Because you're in control. You seem very happy being lonely <laughs> in control. Like, right. And your house looks very nice all your the time. Your house is always clean. Yeah. Lucky you. Isn't that funny, though? Just thinking yeah. about how we invited this chaos into our lives. Well, and I think that's... Uh, um Yeah, sorry for the non-children people, but I do think that our children can be our greatest teachers because, oh my gosh, you want control, you absolutely lose it when you have a child. And maybe not all of our lessons have to do with control, but I think a lot of my life lessons have to do with control. Mm -hmm. I have... I, I like to control things. Mm-hmm. I do. I like the feeling. Mm-hmm. I like it too. And so to have this um, this this third baby be present in my world, I am like, this is bad, you guys. But I like it wasn't the, the first thought that came into my mind was not joy and love and excitement about another beautiful person coming into our family. But like me being like, oh, my gosh, I I. I my house is going to be a disaster and I'm not going to have freedom in my schedule anymore. I just got to the point where I have more freedom in my schedule again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we were going. My kid just turned one and I feel like it felt amazing to be like, oh my gosh, I went to Ulacation with no kid this year. She kept saying that too. She, you knew it was going to happen. You know, I, This happened to me. I started to brag to everyone like because my kids were like 15 and 12 and 10 and I'm like yeah here I I'm go almost done. I'm almost done my ships come in and then I got pregnant right around right when my oldest was 15 and I remember going like oh shit yeah what you know 
what, how are you going to do this? Mm-hmm. But geez, what a blessing now. I mean, I guess I still have a lot of worry because it's like, you know, I have a fifth grader. So now I'm like, oh my God, I have middle school. But again, it's our great, it, it is a it great lesson. taught me a lot of stuff because about myself. Because you can be selfish and you are, you can't be that selfish when you have kids. I can be totally selfish. Yeah. And, and it's suddenly, really hard. Yeah. Even last night, my fifth graders looked at me and was like, you know, when's dad, dad, my husband's going to be gone for work. And then I was gone for two weeks and he was, you could just tell he's very upset by not yeah. having both of us around. And, and part of me was like, but I just want to do my own thing. Like, right. don't, like, don't push me, you know? <laughs> Mommy's going on vacation again. Mary. Mommy's free. Like, don't, don't, you can't control me. But, <laughs> you know, again, what a wonderful reminder for a selfish person to be like, pay attention. Right. You have this person and this is why maybe one of the reasons you have this person. Yeah. Is like, it's not all about you, babe. Yes. You know, like, yeah. wake up and it's not all about your control and not all about what you want. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, that's right. Do you think some of this is learned? Like, I know you... Yeah, we we had talked about that. I think you should talk about, you know, what happened for you with your mom recently. Wait, which part? The uh, the part about the potato salad part. Oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I just, you know, I thought it was really interesting because, and mom, if you're listening, I'm mm-hmm. sorry, but this is, this is like, you know, I was in Helena where my sister lives and my mom and my dad live and we were all hanging out, like I stayed at my sister's, and so we've got all the kids playing, and me and my sister were just sitting around, like, drinking coffee and talking, and I'm like, where's mom? <clears throat> and my sister said that she was she was at home, and she was making the potato salad. We were all going to do dinner together that night, and we were both kind of like, man, I wish she would, like, want to bring all the ingredients over and be like, I want to hang out with my girls. Like, let's all cook potato salad and drink coffee and talk together. But because she also has this control thing, and I get it. That's the thing. And I think that's why it bothers me so much is because I understand. She's like, no, I'd rather have it be in my house, and I can do it exactly the way I want it, and then I can clean up after it, and I can bring the potato salad totally made over to your house when it's time for dinner. And I get that. But it's also like I do think it is in a way learned then Mm -hmm. because we're not – learning that what you do is you accept chaos and you say, okay, it's just going to be a madhouse. There's a lot of us. Our family is big, getting bigger. And it's just chaotic when we're all together. But you know what? We're going to embrace it. We're going to cook together. It's going to be messy. We're going to do, you know, we're, we're going to embrace the chaos. And I, I don't think that I learned the art of embracing the chaos. My parents were devo- divorced. Both of their houses were like very neat and tidy. And I do think part of me inherited that or Mm -hmm. got that or like learned that a house is meant to be neat and tidy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so then it's kind of hard for me then to be like, oh, but I want the chaos of a big family. But internally, I'm like, I don't know if I can handle it. Because it wasn't modeled for you. Yeah, because it wasn't modeled for me. And Mm -hmm. so, you know, now I've got to figure out how to... If that's really what I, you know, I've, I've, I've got to figure this out. I've got to figure out how to deal with the chaos. And one of my friends, when I was talking about this whole pregnancy thing and how I was, I was, I was scared of the chaos, she said, yeah, but it's the chaos of life. Like there's so many other types of chaos that are non-desirable. There's chaos of like anger, like somebody storms through the house with anger and just like messes everything up. Or there's chaos of, you know, war. There's chaos of all these things. She said, your chaos is going to be the chaos of like love and a family. And I thought, Oh my gosh, Kaylee. Yeah, exactly. Like change Such a good the point. way you think about yes. this. Yes. But it is my my desire for control. Yes. Yeah. So I'm 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 trying to work through it. Well, and it's the same thing we were just talking about our moms today. Sorry, moms. Love you. We do, we love you. You guys will you know, my kids will probably our kids will be talking about us someday, maybe. Oh, yeah. As they will, as they should. But they should. My mom is 93 years old, and she is a freaking badass. Like, she is, you know, she swims every day. She has led this great life. She is a control freak. Mm -hmm. Just full-on control freak. Like, she, at Christmas, we won't go to Christmas there anymore because... The kids would all be opening presents, and as soon as the presents were open, she'd be running around with a bag, like, you've got to put the paper oh, away, yeah. like, yeah. instantly. Yeah. And my husband's like, what is going on? Yes. Like, we just want to enjoy Christmas, Christmas for just a little while. But her control issue is so big that you cannot have the paper even On for, the floor. No. Even yeah. after you open your gift, immediately the paper has to be gone. 
<laughs> like who does that? And um, then secretly, I would like that. Oh, well. I know. Part of me's like, oh, good job, mom. <laughs> but even when she's telling me, I'm like, I hate you. Shut up. I don't yeah, want. Right? It. I'm gonna make more paper on the floor. Totally. But she's like, you want to kind of challenge him. I want to like, challenge. Are you trying to work through this issue? Because this is clearly an issue. This is neuro. This is neurotic. And you're not enjoying your grandchildren. And you're not enjoying your grandchildren. You're not enjoying what matters in this situation. <laughs> you're just enjoying. You're more it. concerned about your clean house and the paper than you are with your grandkids having a good time. And that's where I have problem with it. That's and exactly I don't want right. to be that way. I don't want to be that way either. And and I think we have a tendency to be that we way. We do. Both of us have a tendency Both to of be us that do. way. And I think, you know, we really, and I don't know who else out there is like this, that in that sense of like, you know, this is where control is getting in our way of participating with oh, people. very good point. This is where control <laughs> is getting in our way of participating with people. And being in the moment. Yes. They're constantly... Not in the moment. And I think that's whenever we feel this need for control, I think we all, because I'm sure we all, everyone listening has their area that they that they try to control. I think we need to stop when we feel this come up and, and, and ask ourselves that question. Is this getting in my way of being present and of being in relationship? Yes. Or is it keeping me from enjoying the present moment because I feel the need to control it? But the funny thing is about my mom, too. I was going to talk about the positive side of this weird control. Oh, yeah. That it keeps her alive. Mm-hmm. It is this constant yes. drive of controlling her environment yeah. that keeps her. She lives alone with her dog. and But everything is controlled. Like, then I go to the store. Yeah. I wake up. I have my breakfast. This show is on. I feed my dog. Yes. Quarter cup, fill the water. Everything is da, da, da. everything. Everything yeah. is orchestrated. Yes. Then I go to the store at 10 a.m. Mm-hmm. Then I come back. Then I may go play golf with my friends. That's one hour. Mm-hmm. We do pitch and putt. <laughs> Maybe we have lunch. <laughs> then I come back. But it's <clears throat> so there's this weird balance, right? Because right. it kind of blows me away. Like, because I'm like, well, part of this is keeping her going too. Oh, totally. You know, absolutely. But it's like, but so again, the balance of like what you had said, you know, is this getting in the way of her being with her family? Right. Because sometimes it is. You have dinner and some you want to sit around the table for a little while. No, that's not happening. You do your dishes instantly. Right. And if you don't, she will remind you 10 times. Yes. Please, please pick up your dish. <laughs> and I'm like, I, I heard that already, Mom. <laughs> I'm 55. I know how to do dishes. I don't know if you know that, Mom, but I, I have do. have five kids. I, have, I know how to do a dish. I can do a freaking dish. Yeah. Yeah, right. <laughs> But anyway, there's that weird, right? I mean, you probably, you guys can relate. Like, there's control that keeps us going. Like, yes, it keeps us on our track. It keeps us on our course. I agree. Because I think sometimes without control, part of my fear (laughs) is not freedom, but just me being like, whatever. (laughs) Nice day. Maybe I'll go to work or maybe Maybe I I will. Like, uh, eat the whole bag of chips and just keep watching the show. Because you know what? I'm really enjoying eating chips and watching a show. So why am I trying to have any self-control right now? It's more fun not to. Yeah, I'd rather just So yes, there is a piece of that that I'm like, okay, but the control also keeps us on track. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, because I have a tendency. Like, I could, I could easily... Just sit around all day. I think that's our fear. Like I think my, that is our fear. our fear. Will I become that? Will I sit on the sofa all day and watch CNN? <laughs> you're, you're CNN. I'm like at home. I'm, I'm the, um, HGTV. HGTV. I do the HGTV sometimes Whenever we're too. in hotels traveling for trainings, I cannot wait to get back to the hotel bed. And then I just love watching HGTV. Oh my God. I redid all the curtains in my house so recently because the HGTV is like, look how easily you can change the look of your house by just doing your window treatments. I'm like, yes, for $20. <laughs> And so there is a part of me that without this control piece. Yeah, we have a deep, we have a fear of chaos. We do have a fear of chaos. And I'm not sure now, again, where did that it come learned? from? Did we, was, was control modeled to us? Well, both of our mothers. Yeah. Are very good at controlling their environments. Very good at it. Mm, very very good. good at it. Make lists, check mm-hmm. things off. Put it on the calendar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and maybe we have a pr- propensity to it and our brains already to go there. Yeah. Um, 
But it's just but like, I do think we have to ask, like, is this in is this serving me? Is this serving my relationship? That's such a good question. That's and, and, such and a so good yes, question. I don't think control has to be bad, but I, I do I do think we need to ask, is is this helpful or is this hurtful? Yeah. You know, and, and I don't know, maybe we don't maybe the answer isn't always clear. Maybe and sometimes maybe it is a survival thing, honestly. Yeah, maybe like a survival it is. piece. Yeah, from a long, long time ago. Mm-hmm. Like, well, you know, we got to go get the food now. Right. You know, we can't just sit around. Yeah. Watching um, HGTV. <laughs> <laughs> it's our survival instinct. That's why the, the forks have to be organized the way they are. Right. Because we, we could die. die. If they didn't, we could if die they if the big forks are mixed with the salad forks. Oh, yeah. That's, that's, that's uh, bad. What do you guys think? What are your control issues? Don't be embarrassed. We just we just told ours. We're neurotic. We are. Right? Sometimes little... I. This is even worse. This is worse. <sighs> Sometimes late at night. No. <laughs> if pretty much any time, like I'm gonna leave the house or whatever. I literally. This is so dumb. I will go upstairs and I'll just peek into every single room. I'll look in the lounge, the guest bedroom, the girls' room, our room, the bathroom, Rob's office. I'll make sure every room is nice and tidy. Oh, that's so good. Yeah, but it's neurotic. I I haven't stepped foot into the lounge in days, and I still go in and I check the room. Oh, it looks so nice. No though. one has been in it. Thank God. It looks exactly the same. As no one go in that room ever. In the morning. I know. Because then I have complete control over right. it. Right. Then it makes me feel It's good. almost like let's not let anyone in the room. What other control issues are there? Because we keep going back to our homes, our homes, schedule, bodies, food. I think people even do it through sex. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. I think that's a big one. Yeah, I should probably work on that. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, decision make. I mean, there's like... There's quick decision makers. There's slow decision just, you makers. You always have to be the one who makes the decisions. Oh, you yeah. You can't go with the flow. You have to be in charge. You have to be the one who's directing, oh, you yes. know, all yep. of that. Like, mm-hmm. do you freak out if you aren't, if, if, can you be a passenger? Do you have to be the driver figuratively and literally? Like, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes that prefer? really, yeah, that, I have a hard time being a passenger in a car. Mm-hmm. I, I like to mind. drive very fast. She does drive fast. I'm yeah. a racehorse. She's a racehorse. She I fast. like to drive fast and I like to go my way. My way or the highway, baby. Yeah, Although sometimes I mean, now, after having so many kids, I'm like, who wants to drive? Oh, <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. Because like yesterday I drove like, I don't know, or the day before I had to drive the kid to, I don't know, it was like tutoring and then basketball and I'm single parenting. So literally I drove from four until eight. Four oh, hours oh. around town. You have your kid in too many activities. I know. That's it's my like, personal opinion. <laughs> that's what the neighbors say, too. It's too much for those little guys. I know. He says, I'm tired. I'm so tired, well, he, Mom. he doesn't get home till 8 p.m., and he leaves at 8 a.m. Yeah, he does. Yeah, it's, it's hard. But life is hard, and I'm teaching him. Yeah, Ray. <laughs> Shape up, buddy. Just get ready. Control your schedule. <laughs> Mommy is teaching you this. And never rest. No naps. No snacks. oh my gosh so funny oh can i talk about one more thing real quick which i think is really interesting about the mind-body connection of me getting pregnant and this has a lot to do with control so for some reason i had it in my head for a very long time even before i started trying getting pregnant and had difficulties i had it in my head that i wasn't going to get pregnant very easily Mm. It was a deep held belief of mine that was not true, but it it was true in my mind. Mm -hmm. And so most of you know my stories with my pregnancies and babies. Like I have had a rocky road to getting pregnant and having babies. I had a stillbirth and then it took me nine months to get pregnant with Huxley. Got I had Huxley. I had a miscarriage or I had an ectopic pregnancy when she was a year old. Then I had a miscarriage when she was a year and a half old. And then I got pregnant and that one stuck like a year after she was or a year after Huxley was one. So that was a kind of a, a, a year of craziness. Then I had Piper and then I thought I was done having kids. Like, I thought I was done. So everything in, I feel like, in my subconscious, in my mind, in my body, kind of relaxed because I I had done it. I was done. I was done ever trying to get pregnant again. I never had to be stressed you out. You did your job. I did basically. it. I, yeah. I did it. Yeah. I did it. And I never had to think about trying to get pregnant again. 
one month after I stopped breastfeeding, like I get pregnant. Mm, interesting. So incredibly easy without even trying, without even thinking about it. It was effortless. And right. I know one of the worst things that you can ever tell someone who's trying to have a baby is just try not to think about it. Relax. You're like, this is all I want. This Good is all luck. I think about. That is yeah. like the hardest thing to say. But the mind and the body, it's such a powerful connection, I feel like. And for so long, I was trying to control the situation. I was trying to so desperately understand my body and understand my cycle and do the ovulation predictors. And I had all this, like, I even had like this fancy like software this thing that I would put on on my rib and it would take my temperature 10,000 times a day so I could predict when I when I was ovulating so I could get pregnant and all this stuff like I was trying to control it so much mm. and it wasn't it, it wasn't working I mean yes it worked it, it it successfully did work a couple times but I was obsessed with with the idea of trying to control it and when I just completely let go of control, thinking like, oh, yeah, I well, don't, I don't, yeah, I'm done. I don't have to worry. <laughs> so it was so hard for me to get pregnant. I didn't even think that I had to worry about not getting pregnant. That literally is the farthest thing from my radar is not getting pregnant because I always had to worry about getting pregnant. Mm-hmm. And how, how fascinating that when my mind and probably my body mm-hmm. could relax, but most importantly, my mind, which, which then allowed my body to relax when it could just stop thinking about this then it just it did it happened mm-hmm. it's crazy and that i think mind that, body yeah connection. the mind body connection is fascinating but i do know that i was trying to control my situation yes. i was trying to c- control my life when i was going to have kids That's i wanted a kids good point two years apart like whatever like i wanted to control it and this i did not want it was it's so completely out of my control and it just happened and i think there's a really good lesson for me in that as well Ooh, i love that you've got you've got to just just like you've got to let go sometimes, and and you and can't, you can't control everything. You can't control everything. You can't control everything. But are you going to let it freak you out, or are you going to say, you know what? Here's life, baby. Let's take it for a ride and see where it goes. Because I guarantee you, I guarantee you, there are going to be very, very important lessons mm-hmm. anytime you are confronted with conflict. Oh, good. Point. You have very good lessons to learn in times of conflict. Beauty of conflict can't be afraid of these conflicts i mean yes they're they're usually uncomfortable but there there are so many lessons and wisdom that we can learn from our conflict mm-hmm. such um, a good point so yeah and and so the cool down that we've had for a while now um next to me i when i first found out i was pregnant and i was just like sitting in the back office here and i don't remember who was teaching but in the bridge he sings um thank you for taking a chance on me I know it isn't easy, but I hope to be worth it. And I just like lost my shit back here Mm -hmm. because I thought, oh my gosh, I'm so worried about how hard it's going to be, how hard it's going to be, how hard it's going to be. And in this song, I just felt like it was like his voice was this baby, like singing to me, like, I know it's not going to be easy. Sorry, I'm crying now, but it's like, you know, it's like, I know it's not going to be easy, but I hope to be worth it. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, God, Kaylee, get over yourself, Mm -hmm. get over, get over you you know, and just like embrace life, embrace this little life that's growing inside of you. Like you don't have to be in control of everything. You're missing out on so much beauty and joy because you're trying to control it because you think you know what's best for you. But we don't, we don't always know what's best for us. We don't know what we need all the time. Mm -hmm. And it was just, I don't know, it was just a really powerful moment for me. That's a really good. And yeah, you were teaching. I was teaching. Yeah, I came. It was that Monday and then, morning? Yeah, and I was and like I crying, came in and that. she was like, "Oh my god, that happened!" And the, <laughs> the funny thing is, it's just hit me. Um, um, but we think we have control, mm, but yeah. we actually don't. Yeah, uh, uh, over some big stuff. Big stuff. We don't, and maybe that's why we. Maybe that's why I worry about the fork drawer. <laughs> yeah, because you feel like I have actually no okay. control over anything, but I can control these damn forks. I can control these fucking forks. Yeah, but exactly. I. But really, we don't. Like sometimes things happen, babies come, illness happens, people leave, whatever it is, and you're like, that's when you go, oh my god, I don't, I don't think I have control. Yeah, and it's that yeah. wake up of like, well, what are you gonna do? Are you gonna embrace it? Yeah. Are you gonna be like, well, thank God I'm here for one more day. Right. Because I'm going to make this then the best day. This is what's happening then. Right. Like, take t- take the path. Mm-hmm. You know, you presented take the path. this. I love that. Yeah, and it's like, you think you're on one path, and sometimes another path emerges, and we kind of fight about it, like, but I don't want to go down that one. Yeah. But you're like, but it's already happening. Yeah. You're on it. Yeah, yeah. 
Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. So, I mean, this is the work I need to do. So I'm just going to invite you guys to do the work too. But when you find yourself in those moments that feel chaotic to you, can you just stop and take a deep breath? Mm. And just try to find the beauty in the moment. Can you look around and say, this chaos was created by people that I love? Or, you know, if you're the passenger and the driver is is driving you crazy, can you just roll down the window and take a big breath of the air and look at the trees that are all blooming and turning so green right now? I mean, can you shift your focus to see the beauty rather than focus on that which you cannot control? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know, and this is, I'm going to, I'm going to try really hard to do this work too. So me too. I'm going to try. Yeah. Can we let the forks go? I'm going to try and let the forks go. And Rob comes home tomorrow night and he's coming back after, you know, two and a half weeks being gone. I am already prepping myself to not get annoyed when his suitcases explode all over the house. I'm I'm mentally preparing myself to just enjoy him being home rather than like fixating on, I'm sure, the mess that he's going to make when he gets yeah. home. Mm-hmm. Because in the end, who cares? Who and it's cares? so temporary. Maybe it's in my living room for like two days, whatever. Yeah. But my, my family will be complete again. My husband's going to be home. Mm-hmm. Am I going to let my neuroses... Is that the right word? Neuroses. Mm-hmm. Is that going to ruin the moment for me? And I'm sick of letting it ruin the moment for me. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to try. And we can model for those kids too. We can model for the kids. Hey kids, look. Hey look, look, your mom can handle it Yeah. when things aren't going exactly perfect. When she doesn't have control of, any, and they're like, of everything, oh. she can still like be the calm. Can can you be the calm in the middle of the storm? Right. It's incredibly difficult soul work, I, I think. But man, I'm I'm excited. I'm excited to do this work. Yeah, we're lucky. We're lucky we get to do this work. We are. We, are. we absolutely are. So anyways, thanks for listening. Um... Let us know. Let us know what you think. Let's keep talking about this control yeah, thing. Yeah, I'd love to hear about you know your your issues. You know where you where you where you search for control in your lives. It's just I would just love to expand on. You guys that. know I check my lounge literally three times a day, knowing that no one has been in there. So it, it probably doesn't get weirder than that. <laughs> maybe maybe it <laughs> maybe does. it does. And if okay. it does, let's hear it. We'd it's love totally to hear fine. it. Totally <laughs> fine. Love you guys. Love Have you a guys. Good week. Bye bye. <laughs> 